Did you know that the first video game and video game character ever to get its own cereal was Donkey Kong? The cereal was quoted as barrels of fun for breakfast. Not surprisingly, the cereal itself was shaped like tiny barrels. You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos, and opinions, make sure you visit the XboxHub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy, and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello, and welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast, episode number 79. My name's Gareth Briney. I'm going to be your host. And on my virtual left is Mr. James Burks. How are you doing, James? Hello. I'm not too bad, thank you. Okay, good, How good. are you? I'm very good, thank you. That's, mm. a, that's a politeness out of the way. Yeah? Yep. Um, good. <laughs> on my virtual right is Mr. Darren Edwards. How are you doing, Darren? Hello, I'm very well. How are you? Good to have you back again. Thank you for having me back. Once a month thing. It's you and Paul, once a month. Corner regular. I know, it's good. Um, now, how have we been this week? Lockdowns, easing, people are all getting injected. What's What have you been up to? James, what have you been up to? I mean, lockdown like the eating, but I'm still in the house. Okay. And the shutter's down, the door's locked, nothing's getting in, <laughs> and no one's getting out. Good. Uh, so, as usual, I've been watching lots of wrestling, and um, I had five nights of going to bed at half three in the morning. Wow. Um, that was interesting. Yeah. It's worth it, though. Great, Good. great fun. Um. And I also watched the Invincible finale this week. Yes. I know, I know we can't explain it. No. But as a season, if you're into superheroes, it is fantastic. Because it really doesn't follow the usual trajectory of any superhero um, story that I've seen, anyway. Um, but yeah, it was a great finale. So for people, for people who don't know, Invincible is a um, Amazon Prime TV series, and it's mm-hmm. an eight-part series based around a kind of like new. We've talked about it on here before, um, yeah. a sort of new version of superheroes. It it's kind of has a similar feel to it, like the boys do, in terms of. I should say that, yeah, yeah. Um, it's got a great cast. Yeah, it it's has, isn't it? Stephen Yeun, Sandra Oh, and um, oh, I've forgotten the main guy now. Um, J.K. Simmons. That's it. J.K. Yeah. Simmons. Brilliant. And it has that kind of, is it fair to say, sort of 90s animation style? Or is that, mm, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Like we used to watch Spider Man or X Men in the afternoons. Yeah, so, yeah. That kind of thing. It's good. It's very it's good. A bit darker. And that, <laughs> so you, yeah, very much darker. But you can watch all those now. All done that first season. Yeah. I think they've got it's two. Short. Yeah. Very well. No, they've got two more seasons planned. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a short season, the yeah. first season, so it's it's easy to binge. So if you get into it, just watch it all. Um, so yeah, that that was good this week. That lots was good. wrestling, lots of superheroes. Good. I tried a, I tried new food this Ooh. week. What? Called Injo- Injomi Hotok. 
Enjoy me hot dog. What's that? What is that? Basically, it's Korean street food. It's a sweet pancake with like a caramelized sugar inside. Mm. Very nice. Right. I went in my uh, Starbucks. Oh, so you're right. Yeah. How, yeah. much, how much out of 10? Oh, at least an eight. Oh, wow. There we go. And can you say it again? Because I was about to pronounce it really badly then. <laughs> Enjoy me hot dog. Enjoy me hot dog. Okay, good. Oh, that's right. If anyone else is listening, I don't enjoy me hot talk, let us know. Let's um, <laughs> know. Just say anything. Um, Darren, what's your uh, week been like? Um, so, very good, actually. Yeah, very busy. So, on the subject of unlocking, um, first pub trip for about 10 months at the weekend, which was nice. Mm. The weather held as well, which was good. We went out on Saturday. Um, and it was just really nice to catch up with people, have a pint small things make a big difference so that was really enjoyable um and then on the superhero side of things there was a marvel phase four trailer because obviously everything's been delayed and now it's all coming out seemingly something new every month um so lots to look forward to should we just just talk through those that'd be quite a useful thing so what what do we see we see in order can we remember yeah so um black widow is the first film i think that's coming to um streaming platform as a premium release so on disney plus you'll have to pay a bit more to see it um but it's coming to streaming rather than being cinemas only which is which is good for fans i guess Mm. if you've got deep pockets um so that's the first one which has been delayed for well over a year um then there's uh, shang chi and the legend of the ten rings which is due a couple of months after eternals which has been again delayed um the third spider-man film that's coming out uh, in december and then from next year onwards the doctor strange sequel there's the thor sequel black panther which has been titled wakanda forever so it'll be interesting to see what they do with that after the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Um, the Marvels, which is Captain Marvel 2, essentially. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which sounds great. Um, and Guardians Volume 3 in 2023. So loads coming up, as well as the Disney Plus series. I think Loki starts next week, actually. So it's just a full-on Marvel assault at the moment. And we had we had a kind of like a, hit, a teaser at the end of that as well, didn't we? Yes, how could I forget? Of course. So they confirmed that Fantastic Four will be will be coming, but everyone's disappointed because there's no sort of hint of when that will be. Just that it will be at the end of Phase Four by by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, but there's loads coming. There's a few things missing. So people are asking about uh, when the next Blade's coming out, um, and Captain America Four has been um, kind of been talked about in the last couple of weeks as well. So a few big hitters missing, but. I don't think anyone can complain about the amount that's coming out in the next couple of years. James, what are you looking forward to out of all of those? Um, I was looking forward to hearing about Blade, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, Blade is more than anything. Otherwise, the Eternals. Ah. I think it's got a great cast. Yeah, it does. Also, it's a great cast. Um, um, Fantastic Four. If you because uh, Fantastic Four is an interesting one because it's obviously had the films in the two thousands with uh, Chris Evans and uh, others. Yeah, I can't remember the name. Yeah, and there are two films there. That was they were all right, and then you had the one kind was of all right. yeah, one was all right, and then you had the <laughs> the dark remake 
um, <laughs> which was weird. Um, that happened a couple of years ago, didn't it? Um, yeah. What I remember about mm-hmm. it was it's most of it's in a lab, and then it's on a rocky planet. That's all I remember. A lab, rocky planet. I think that's about it, isn't it? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and so who would you want? Who's your, In an ideal world, your cast, who would you have for your um, Dr. Stretchy? I don't know these characters. Dr. Stretchy Arms, let's call him that. Who's he? <laughs> um, it's, it's a good question, really. I haven't really thought about it um, too much because, as you say, it's had such a checkered past. I've just hope they get it right really yeah. uh, before I before I kind of ask for any more but it's a good question I'm not sure what about you James it's tough because we need someone with a bit of charisma but yeah, not definitely. too much because obviously Johnny Storm is the main comedy kind of guy but you need someone that's a little bit maybe mid 40s I don't know who's available do you know who I think it's, it's going to be age. For Dr. Stretchy Arms. Who is Dr. Stretchy Arms? What's his name? Dr. what? Mr. Fantastic. Oh, that's it, yeah. Do you know who I think it's going to be? Crumb. Jim from The Office. <laughs> I would love that. I think it will be. Because he auditioned famously for Captain America. And mm-hmm. and he... he I think, I think he's been rumoured with this part for a while. Or a fan kind of wish. I've got a funny feeling it might be him. It definitely fits the uh, age range. Yeah. It's been a few big things recently. Like you had Jack Ryan. Yeah, so, exactly, uh, yeah. yeah. He's on his way up. He's on his way up. <laughs> yeah. um, now, you both watched something as well, didn't you, this week, I think, um, which the whole country watched except me. So what was that? <laughs> I'd be line of duty, mm. um, which has been, well talked about more than ever before I think in the last few weeks um, and it was quite a divisive finale it, uh, didn't play out as people thought it would I don't think I don't know what you thought James I, I was a bit let down but I understood the point they were trying to make with it in the end but it did feel a bit of an anti-climax yeah in, in the aftermath I've made peace with it at the time <laughs> it, was, it was a good three quarters of an episode and I thought wow this is getting intense now and then the last quarter, well, underwhelmed doesn't even begin to describe it. Mm. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, really? <laughs> I, it, it's one of the few TV shows that I watched as it was on TV. I watched it live because I wanted to know what was going on. So I wasted an hour every week for that ending. <laughs> That's how I felt. Um, would people were people generally disappointed with this ending? Is it was it or is it half and half? Because I, I mean, you can't spoil it, can you? But it just is. No, I think the the creator Jed surname I can't remember how to pronounce. He um he's quite political. So if you got him on Twitter, I think he was trying to draw parallels with certain people in British politics today. Um, so. People, people that were just watching it purely for the drama, um, I think, were let down a little bit because some of that potential drama made way. So this point could be made around corruption and people's yeah. ability to hold positions and stuff like that. Uh, so without giving too much away, I think, yeah, it definitely split people. Okay. Right, fine. 
I don't think I'm ever going to watch it. I couldn't get past the first <laughs> episode, so it was fine. <laughs> oh, it's, it's great. You need to give it a go. I know, it's I really can't. Good. <laughs> Everyone looks a bit bored. All the actors look a bit bored delivering their lines. It was, I don't believe it. You can see the kind of mechanisms in their head looking like, <laughs> I've got a lot of stuff to say here that's technical, and I don't really believe it. Um, but maybe it does get better. Everyone tells me it gets better. I will give it a go one day. One day. One day. It's over, though. It's over. Is that it? Is that the end of it? Mm, well, they say it's over, but apparently the BBC are open to talks of making another series, so it all depends if the creator wants to go forward, because he's got other projects, something yeah. called uh, Vigil or Virgil coming out in a few weeks on BBC, so he's yeah. working on other stuff as well at the moment. Okay. I think if your fans complain, I'm sure the ending changed. Exactly. Um I mean, the end of TV series, I mean, I reckon it's probably 75% of TV series that everyone goes, I wasn't happy how that ended. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really rare to get it right. Um, Unless you have to say long. Yeah. With so much build, you're looking a little bit anticlimactic. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's hard yeah. to finish stuff. I think it really is. And yeah. finish stuff in the way people want want it to finish. You know, we, it's interesting, Dexter is getting a re-release the, by the the original creator because yeah. um, everyone hated that ending um, oh yeah I heard that was controversial yeah. I never again that's one I watched a few episodes of and I lost lost my way with it a bit. yeah um, Lost of course controversial people <laughs> hated Lost and I like Lost I didn't mind it at all um, sure, Lost is brilliant if you only watch the first season <laughs> if you stop after that and go that was a nice little <laughs> It's controversial, that. You don't need to anymore. Controversial. <laughs> um, now, this week, for me, what did I do? Oh, I got a new TV. Um, exciting. I got a fancy TV. Um, it isn't that oh. exciting. It's only exciting to me and no one else listening. <laughs> um, but I got a TV that was an OLED, but also for gaming, it was 120 megahertz. Whatever the hell that is. I don't know what it is. Um, so, but... Everything looks lovely and shiny and clear. My TV, my old TV, the, the darks were going. So it was starting to yeah. pixelate a little bit. So it, this is like just having it really nice and clear. You've got good use out of it now. I do. TV, you've got yeah. plenty of use. Yeah, it's now. great. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm really pleased. So it's really nice and it's interesting going in, which I'll talk about in a minute, which leads us on. I'm going to start straight into it because one of the okay. games I play this week and I had it in my old TV and my new one is Returnal on the PlayStation 5 which I got last Friday and for those who don't know Returnal is like a, a roguelike for the developers who did Revergun and it's a kind of a big game and you, you play this astronaut who lands on an alien planet um, and you arrive from the crash and then you go out to try to find help and try to try to work out what's going on and then you eventually come up against a, a corpse of a another astronaut and she examines it and then realizes it's it's her it's got her uniform on and as you start to move forward you're going to die at some point and when you die you go back to the beginning of where you are but it's part of the narrative in a sense you have sort of flashback of things and then you start again um, so it has that kind of roguelike um, 
element of like repeating levels. But what happens when the level goes back? You have, I think, there's six biodomes, which are six huge kind of worlds, and then when you go, that it that gets randomised. So you're you'll have the similar locations, but it's not exactly the same every time, and the creatures react in different ways. They're not doing the same loops. They're completely different every time. So it does feel when you die that you're going back and you're um, you're playing something. You're playing another level even though some things are familiar. So it, it, for me, I, I'm i not a fan of those kind of roguelike games. I hate repeating stuff because I was born in the 80s and that's all we did is repeat games <laughs> again and again. But this is really, it's it, really got No, me. you were born in the 80s. Oh, no, sorry. I was born in the 70s and I played <laughs> games in the 80s. And, uh, very quick to think about Yeah, very good change. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it's, it's, got my, it's got my interest. I am terrible at it. Um, James Bentley, who used to be on the Xbox Hub and who's on this podcast, he put on Twitter, I finished Returnal and I died 12 times. I've died 40 times and I can't get past the first boss. I've only just eventually got to the first boss. So um, wow. other people might find it a bit. I'm finding it quite... I actually get to a point where I'm going, is this too tricky for me? <laughs> I think it might be. <laughs> I think it might be. But it looks beautiful. It looks amazing. It's nice seeing that kind of contrast with the darks and the blacks in this one. It just looks really stunning. And it's really, it does feel like a next-gen game. Just the way it runs, just the way it moves, the way it feels, looks, the sound, everything. Yeah, it's something really good about it. But it is hard. And there's a there's a massive kind of problem with saves. You have to put your, because you haven't got quick resume on the PlayStation, so you have to put it into rest mode. But if your auto update is on and they're doing lots of updates at the moment, it will update and then you lose the run. So you have to start oh, again. So that's saying. been a massive issue. Um, and I think I've lost my run. <laughs> I haven't gone on to it because there was an oh, update no. last night. And apparently this update doesn't work as well. So there's lots, oh, of, no. there's lots of problems on that side. And I think people are trying to campaign for it to have a save point halfway through. So you, right. don't, have to, you, can, you don't have to do that. That's good. Recommend it. I know Darren's got a PS5, haven't you? Yeah, so um, I've been watching uh, Ryan Mail the Half player uh, this oh. week, and he's been getting quite animated because it is quite difficult. So I've heard all sorts of words uh, being shouted from downstairs when I've been playing the Xbox upstairs. Um, but yeah, he loves it, and you're right, it looks fantastic, um, mm. and it it feels like a next-gen game or a yeah. current-gen game or whatever we're calling it, which is great to see some of these starts come through. I just uh, was struck by how much the map looked like Doom and Doom Eternal. Mm. Um, really kind of struck me as similar. Um, so it looks great. Again, I need to make time for it. It's on my never-ending list. Yeah. I need to get around to that. Absolutely. Um, good, though, Returnal, yeah. Um, James, what have you been playing? Something is next-gen, is that? <laughs> well, I think you're quite excited. I'm playing a game about a boxing duck. Any questions? <laughs> <laughs> What's the game called? It's called Pato Box. Great. And that's the name of the boxer. And it's apparently it's inspired by do you remember Punch Out? Yes. Yeah. And I I don't know how hard that was back in the day, but this is rock hard. So it's a it's a boxing game mainly. But you've only got the ability to move left, right, block, and left and right hooks. So you've really got to time everything. And it's 
plus a bit crap. Um, and it's all set within like a, a black and white noir kind of world. So it's, it's quite, it's a nice little environment to play in. Um, but it's solid. And then between the fights, you've got a little bit of like point and click adventuring, almost. Wow. You're wandering around, solving puzzles, uh, collecting tokens, um, and talking to people. It's a weird mixture. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm currently stuck on technically the first boss. Um, I've been stuck there for five hours. It, it's tricky. Wow. But I'm that sounds tricky. More. I, I almost get there because you've got a. It's weird the first boss because you can she can box, but she's got a drone. And lightning, and something else. So you've got to avoid the lightning, and the drones, and her. And it's 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 hard. You really got to focus. Yeah, but I think once I overcome it, it'll be like yes, amazing. <laughs> this sounds um, like your Returnal. Yeah, it does. maybe those. I normally hate it because it's a bit. You know, you're, you're a boxy duck. It, it <laughs> plays to my silly side. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I'm quite enjoying it. James, is this a new it's, game? Um, no, it was released in 2005. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, okay. No, no, it was last year. Okay. Um, and no, I, I think it's a, it's a cracking game. Great. I like it. Pato Box, brilliant. Good, right um, Now, talking about easy games, Darren, what have you been playing? <laughs> I was going to say, there's definitely a theme, isn't there? So, uh, yeah, Super Meat Boy Forever, um, the long-awaited sequel to the, the Hardest Nails platformer Super Meat Boy that came out, God, I think it was about 11 or 12 years ago now. Um, yeah, uh, just what you'd expect, really. Absolutely blood-curdlingly difficult, but, again, kind of good enough to keep you coming back for more. Yeah. Um, and in each world, the uh, levels are randomised as well, so you can play through several times without playing the same level, which is uh, really good. Um, and they're challenging enough, but it's the it's the boss battles. I was stuck on one for two, two and a half hours, because you have to just, oh, honestly, you have to pretty much memorise the pattern, because if you get one thing yeah. wrong, you'll be toast, and then you'll have to start from the very beginning of the battle again. So it's very kind of learn learn the pattern and, and make all the right moves within it, within an inch. Otherwise, you'll be back to square one. Um, but I reviewed it for the site, I think it went up a week or two ago, uh, and gave it a four out of five. Fans of Super Meat Boy will really enjoy it, but it just lacks a little bit of the originality, I guess, of the first one. Um, and the boss battles are very difficult. Very, very difficult. Wow. Wow, Super Meat Boy Forever. I don't think I'm going to be playing that. I'm still going to be turning up. Different pattern box. Yeah. Second game I've played this week and I reviewed, or I've had it for a while actually, but um, it's um, it came out, the embargo was, was, was um, Dark Knights with Poe and Monroe. And that's a, a full motion video game. And it's by the people who made Dr. Decker, the infectious man of Dr. Decker, and the shapeshifter detective by Devecki Studios. Oh, I played that. Ah, yeah, I played that. Yeah. I reviewed it, I think, for the Switch. Yeah. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Um, it's that team. 
Um, similar actors are in it, um, same director, same crew, and it released on Tuesday. I, I, I loved it. I think what was really lovely about it, what they do, I think they're the best at doing what they do, actually, like that studio, because they do everything with a kind of wink to the audience. It's quite mm-hmm. camp. It's quite fun. It's a bit like watching, it's a reference that no one's going to get, but watching like uh, a 1980s um, Tales of the Unexpected or uh, a mm-hmm. Black Mirror episode now. it's it, it's But it's done with such kind of fun and glee and it's like there's a, the language of you follow these two people, Poe and Moreau, who are this kind of like pompous English um, wordsmith and this American kind of, and she's American and kind of insightful and thoughtful. And they've got this radio station, which they call Dark Nights with Poe and Moreau, and in this fictional town of August. And then there's six episodes that you've played through. And every episode is a different kind of like monster of the week. So it might be someone who's trying to kill them. It might be a werewolf one at one point. At some point they go into a kind of virtual, a, a different reality. But what's, and it's an all full motion video. You make choices about where to go, what objects to pick up, which affects the story. So it's got multiple endings. And then at the end of the game, you get a percentage thing of all the choices you make compared with the rest of the world who've been playing it. And, uh, but what's really nice is the chemistry between them two is really fun. And it's really, the performances are really spot on. The filming's really spot on. It's it's really kind of the, it's really good. It's got some really nice reviews. And I gave it four out of five. Um, and it's got some great reviews. It has a really good response from people. And it's got, I can see it having a fan base there complete, you know, and people want more of those characters. Cause you could just have more of those episodes. And, you know, it's, it's you know, I'm a filmmaker and it's, 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 they do really well with the budget they got because obviously they got low budgets and they're producing what I reckon you know over sort of an hour to two hours worth of film like a feature film worth of stuff <laughs> so they've and they won't have much money but they do everything really well they do everything with their grey with their lighting you know with their angles they do they just make good of what how they do it for that kind of budget so I always kind of applaud that it's just good to have something different again with these Four motion videos and trying something different. And they do a very clever thing when they, because they, because they did Doc, the infectious madness or Doctor Decker. At one point, one of the characters get hit, hypnotized and then goes back to their another character they played in Doctor Decker. So oh, it's like, so it does a really clever meta thing, which is that's quite cool. Good. Yeah, like it's really good, really good. So I recommend that if you're after a good full motion video game, you can't you can't go wrong. Get that. Okay, James, what have we got? Um, I was having a think if I could find a game that I've played that's better than this one. Um, I could choose any game. Okay. It's not great. It's called Cinders. Have you played it? I don't know. I don't know where you get your games from. Do you know you make them just for you and send them to you? Because I've never heard of any of these games. Cinders. Oh, no. I get all these in the sales. <laughs> and now I know why they're in the sales. <laughs> um, it's a visual novel. Um. Like um, a different take on Cinderella. Ah. And that was my first mistake. I don't really like Cinderella <laughs> in the story. Um, but I hope it'll be something different. I think something more exciting or, you know, it's not going to be mature. But it's just really boring. Um, as far as visual novels go. It, 
even Cinderella, she's, I don't know, she's, she's different, but not in a good way. I don't think I like any of the characters in the whole novel. Right. Um, which if you don't like the characters, you can't really buy into it, can you? No. Um, but there's decisions to make here and there which slightly keep your interest, but yeah, it's, it's not a great legal novel. Glad you brought this game but, up. Yeah. Well, there's one good thing. Yeah. Visually, it's amazing. Oh. I mean, the environments, they're absolutely stunning. I don't know how they created them, but the colours really pop out. And there's some nighttime scenes, and the lighting, it, it makes everything feel warm. It's a really warm setting. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah, visually, it's fantastic. But everything else, just no point, really. Okay, good, but that's nice to um, hear. Um, so, yeah, if you're looking at cinders, um, just, just don't, don't buy it. How much did you pay for it? I don't really know. All right. <laughs> I've played it a while ago. Um, I've not played it until this week. Oh, God. Yeah. Good. Welcome, guys. Another, <laughs> Another good one. You don't have to. A game that no one's heard of, that's not very good. <laughs> you know what I say? If you miss it, you miss it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Darren, what's your, um, what's your other game? Um, so the other game I've been playing is uh, a game called Tools Up. So I've been playing the expansion pack. So it's been released in three episodes. The first one um, has just come out. So we reviewed the base game back at the end of 2019. I think it was um, Daniel who used to write for the site. Uh, I only gave it two and a half. Uh, so it's essentially a simulation game and you're a bit of a handyman and a gardener as well you just are tasked with different levels in terms of you might have to wallpaper or lay some carpet to the colors that match the blueprint you might have to mow the grass and uh, plant some seeds or plant some big trees and pots so it's that type of thing a bit like overcooked or moving out or right. not quite as complicated and more repetitive really there's once you've played a few levels you start to just end up doing the same things on a bigger scale um so it's it's great it's probably more suitable for younger players i would say um who aren't looking for like a complex sim but um yeah not not hooked at the moment i've got to be honest no it doesn't sound uh, like it, it doesn't sound it doesn't hook no, no the expansion's not the expansion's all based around the gardens the base game's all about houses and stuff and it's the same stuff, just with a different skin on. So it doesn't really expand on the gameplay that much. You're essentially doing the same things, just in a in a different place. So, right, tools up expansion. Okay, what's it called? Tools up something. Yeah, um, it's uh, <laughs> set in the garden. Set in the, yeah. it's, it's the okay. garden. The garden one. The garden one. Okay, good. Let's do it. It's the garden one. <laughs> Okay. I'm going to put us under news because we've got to get, we've got to get, we've got loads to get through. Would you believe? Um, we are. You don't believe it. Well, you don't. No one believes it. It's still quiet, <laughs> but we've we've got a few things that have been released. And um, just before we came on air, um, Ubisoft have announced um, a division 
not a new division, not Division Three, but a, a free-to-play kind of like spin-off called the Division Heartland. Um, and we don't know much about it at all. <laughs> at all. We know it's free-to-play. It's set in the universe of the Division. And it's going to be a standalone. It's going to release on all the rest in the 2021-22 window. Um, no one knows anything about it. Uh, it's free-to-play. Um, someone's mentioned a thing called Transmedia expansion of division that means there's going to be novels and there's a film i didn't know there's a film a netflix film coming yeah. out wow so. yeah. isn't it with jake gyllenhaal yeah and jessica chastain um okay. so we just they've just announced it we don't we're probably going to hear a bit more of this at e3 or something maybe it's going it, to be what do you think it's going to be they did they did say it's going to be an all new perspective on the division yeah. and given that it's free to play I think it's going to be a match three game. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is all I can hope for at this point. Um, space. Do you think... Or like, Fallout Shelter, where you used to do loads of weird management tasks in the division headquarters. Do you, two options. Do you think it's going to be a battle royale? Oh, I hope not. I think it might be a battle royale. <laughs> There isn't enough of those already that are free to play. Yeah. Or something along those lines. Yeah, it'd be something along those lines. Or maybe it's a sort of like everything's in the dark zone. Maybe they just do the dark zone and its own. It's all that, all about that. Because that was a... Yeah, that was... That's a, that's a kind of their original kind of thing in the dark zone, isn't it? Um, mm. we'll, we'll find out more, I'm sure, in the next it's free. Month. It's free. At least free. At least you can only try it. It'll probably be the lead thing from their E3 conference. We'll hear more <laughs> there. Um, just a few more quick releases just before we went on. Um, Metro Exodus Enhanced, so the new, uh, the current generation, PS5s and the Xbox Series X. Is this, I think this is all of the Metro games or is it just the last one? I think it's all three of them, isn't it? No idea. They're yeah, interesting, I think Metro. It- I think it, um, yeah, I think so. I again, I, it's one of those that I played. What did I play? 23, 33 a few years ago. Um, never finished it, and then completely lost track of of the franchise. But I think you're right. I think it's the three. Okay, and it's definitely the kind of all the DLC from the third one and stuff. So yeah, it's you know if you haven't played it, play it on the next. I mean, it's a, it was a pretty really pretty looking game before you know on the Xbox One. So I'm sure it's going to look. Yeah, we're really tracing it. would be amazing, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. Um, and also, Baldur's Gate. I think a re-release of Baldur's Gate 2 is coming out into the consoles, I think, it's May the 7th. Is that tomorrow? This is yes, before we gone. So that's coming out tomorrow. tomorrow. That's a bit weird, isn't it? Why is it? You not played Baldur's Gate? Yeah. Surprisingly, no. Wow. Um, <laughs> I've been the haven't played. What's Baldur's Gate like? Like a Diablo type thing. Dungeon Crawler. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but they're really good and that's a bit weird it's a bit weird that it's just announced and it's, it's coming out tomorrow that, that, that don't bode well for me it's coming out tomorrow um, so we'll see we'll find out these are just the last th- three things that happened just before we came on but other news other things we've got there um, FPS boost to some games tell us about yeah. Um, they've, uh, after announcing it a few months ago, um, they've dropped another 70-odd titles, I think. So there's about 100 now um, that can 
make advance, uh, make use of the advanced technology of this Series X. So games such as Alien Isolation, uh, Dirt 4, don't know why, and Dirt 5 is out, uh, and Wasteland 3 are, are just a few that pretty much doubles the frame rate, so they can run at 120 frames per second or, or around that. Um, that they couldn't run on previous consoles that weren't powerful enough. So it's quite nice. There's quite a few games that are on Game Pass as well, so it won't cost you anything extra. You've just got to um, enable it on the uh, settings. But if you press your home button and look in the top corner of the overlay, it kind of tells you if you're using it or not. So they're trying to make it as accessible as possible, I think. What's interesting by the list of games they've got, like you said, they've got loads of games, and like certain ones will go to 120, certain ones are 60. Um... There's a few games in there that don't work on the Xbox Series S. Yeah, I saw that. Anthem, Battlefield 1, Battlefield 5, Dead Island, um, which is a bit weird. Um, <laughs> Dying Light, yeah, it's a, it's a few. There's though, a weird addition to that list as well. Island Saver. Have you played that one? No. It's a free no. game made by Nat West. Wow. It's such a basic game. Oh. Yeah, it's 120 hertz. Why? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just don't understand that one. Yeah. That's a good um, question. Mad Max? That impressed one of our friends. Yeah, he loves Mad Max. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's good though. It's good. It's good going back. I mean, I I just played um, on Game Pass today that came out. There was Outlast 2. And I did a little stream of it today. And I hadn't played out last oh. two for it, but it looked amazing. And maybe it's because I've got this TV, but it did look amazing, even just on the Series A. That's really running smooth. Yeah, so maybe it's just good to go back on the games and have a look. Have you tried anything on your old games? Any different, you two? Not, not, uh, no, not really. To be yeah. honest, I haven't. I need no. to properly have a look and find a couple that I'm interested in and give them a whirl. Yeah. Good. Okay, well, have fun with that. Um, James, you, you brought this to so, our attention. Sorry, go on. I was going to say, did you say Outlast 2 was on Game Pass? Yeah. Today. Yeah. Well, also, oh. FIFA 21 is on Game Pass today. Oh. And Steep. Um, and then Psychonauts is coming next week. Is it? Just everyone oh, else. brilliant game. Very good. Oh, good. Okay, great. Thank you very much, James. James, you also... And Red Dead Online. And Red Dead Online, yeah. Good. Yeah. James, you're going to tell us about this Tokyo eSports gym that you've been going banging on about all week. You just broke it. You literally ruined the whole story. I noticed it completely by random. Yeah. I thought it was quite interesting. It's a sign of what's to come. Um, In Tokyo, a company has opened up a gym that is entirely dedicated to eSports. <laughs> so you can train there, you can get help from professionals, you can try out for teams. It's in, you know, whatever you want to do in the world of eSports, you can do it there for a price, of course. We don't know what that price is, but I thought that's the kind of gym that I would go to. About you. But is it a gym as well? Is it like a gym and a and a and a sort of gym? can you can you go on a treadmill as well as play esports? It's a gym by name. <laughs> okay. I, right. uh, yeah, I, it, it looks like 
I remember, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago when lots of people crowd into a comic book shop or something and have a land party with Counter-Strike. It yeah. feels like the gym is just a bit of a bit of a rebranding of what that is, essentially, yeah. but for the, the modern-day gamer. I'm looking at a picture now. It's basically an internet cafe. Yeah. <laughs> right. They rebranded it. <laughs> Brilliant. So, 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 basically, also, are they saying, you know, this is where you, if you want to be an esporter, you can meet people and get found out? And they get serious. Yeah, okay. Or, so you're not made the right stuff. But they still will, you if, if you're going to pay you 40, 40 pounds oh, a month. Oh, yeah, they offer you, yeah, they offer you uh, a bit of coaching. <laughs> <laughs> oh god there you go esports gym that's good I thought there was going to be a gym as well I thought they were going to be do- working out then running onto the computers I thought that was the whole thing but I saw a documentary about an esports team in Japan who were, who were you know one of their trainers was all about them keeping fit as well so I had them doing circuits and then you know it was part of the whole process yeah okay fine no gym I won't be going um the it's tri- been far anyway, I think. It's been far, yes. Yeah. <laughs> My membership. I wouldn't even go. It was one of the things I, I'd have the membership and go, I've got to go to that gym. I'm paying 40 quid a month. Why haven't I gone? It is in Tokyo. Um, Tribeca Festival. Um, now, Tribeca is, um, for those who don't know, it's in New York, and Tribeca Festival is a massive film festival. It's like, you know... One of the best ones, like Sundance and stuff. Um, and they've done their first ever Tribeca Games official selection lineup. Um, and it's going to be on June the 10th. Rockstar Games are going to put on this live outdoor performance um, in New York City's The Battery, which is a waterfront park that I've been to. It's very nice. And they're going to be doing sort of the songs of Red Dead 2, which James would love. Um <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> big fan of that game, but it's got a beautiful soundtrack, so it's very good. And and they've got these um, awards, and then it's it's kind of have you had a look at these games? Because all the games are games that haven't come out yet. Is that right? To say? Is that fair to say? Um, yes. Um, I so. Yeah, I think so. So this award honors an unreleased game for its potential for excellence in art and storytelling through design, artistic mastery, and highly immersive worlds. Um, and the games that are, are put here are a game called Harold Halibut, that I've never heard of. Andrew Fishy. Hey! Kenya, Bridge of Spirits, which comes to the PS5 in August, which we know about and have seen. Uh, Lost in Random, what's that one? It's by the guys that made Faye. Ah, uh, yeah. Don't games. You can stick it to uh, the man as well. Yes, I do, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, we did see that. We saw That's that one of that man. Twitch thing, didn't we? Yeah. Um, yeah. Norco, don't know what that is. Um, Sable, which I love the look of Sable. That's my one of my favourite ones. Beautiful game. Mm. Um, Sig- How do you say this one? Signalus? Signalus? Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Right. I heard of that one. Right. The, the, the big con, which does sound a bit familiar, and twelve minutes. So um, they're the selections, the games that hopefully will be good. <laughs> <laughs> which one of yours were you, were you looking forward to, James? Probably twelve minutes. Yeah, twelve minutes. I think it's got the most interesting 
Promise. <laughs> Darren, any of those? I think the um, Kina Bridge of Spirits really captured my eye yeah. at the uh, Future of Gaming event. It looks beautiful. It does, uh, and it, it? I imagine it sounds amazing as well. So I'd, oh, I'd love to go to some live music, even you know, video game soundtrack music, and bring it on. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Mass Effect Legendary Edition um, is coming out next Friday, isn't it? So Friday the... Already? I think it is. Friday the... La, 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 la. What's the day tomorrow? 7th? 14th, it must be. Yeah. Or maybe it isn't. Wow. I made this up. We never know. The 14th. 14th, it is coming out. Good. Definitely the 14th. Um, and it's running on 120... Um, I've lost the way I'm thinking. That is coming. That's it. Great on Xbox Xbox Series X, but only on sixty frames per second for PlayStation Five. That was a reveal this week. I don't think anyone's bothered. <laughs> Take that mm-hmm. PlayStation. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? <laughs> it's hard this one because it, you know it doesn't. With Mass Effect, it's about you favouring. You're going to look at the just you want to look at the world rather than you're not too worried about it going very. 120 frames per second. It's, I can't really remember the combat that much, except it. It wasn't the most important thing about the game. The game was expo- exploration mm. and talking to people and being in those worlds, wasn't it? Mm. I wasn't that. Did you play? Have you played it, Darren? Not. Uh, no. It's a series that I've hardly played. Actually, I've got to be honest. Um, but uh, this is a great excuse to to really get into it and play them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's um, coming out next week. James hasn't played it as well, have you, James? I played a little bit of the second one. <laughs> Good. Um, like half an hour. I, I thought I'd seen enough. But <laughs> it was good, to be fair. So 120 frames per second isn't really exciting you? If it, if it was free, the game, I'd give it a go. Yeah. Um, but no, the, the, the fact of it could be 160 frames per second... It wouldn't entice me in. Okay, fine. It's even a good game or it isn't. It's lost in you two, this, isn't it? This story. I don't know, yeah. yeah, fair enough. Let's move on. Sorry. It's all right. It's good. Um, now, there was just a quick um, insider story about Starfield. Now, the rumour was that Starfield, which is Bethesda's um, new game that we don't know anything about, apart from kind of an image and a kind of time, there was a rumour that it was going to launch this year. Um, and there was a kind of, I think this is just, this is just like a rumour from someone who got asked about it and they said no, um, whether it's going to be released. <laughs> it's a bit of a non-story. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a non-story. But what's, what's, what's interesting about this, I was, just, I was talking to Neil today and I said, it's so weird this time, we don't really know anything that's coming out in the autumn, do we? Only a couple of things. And we do sort of think, you know, this is the year that we will will we get the impacts of Corona from last year and into this year as well. That will we get much in the autumn? What's going to come through? When anything be ready? I don't know what you two think. What what, what do you think is definitely going to come out? FIFA. Yeah, FIFA. Yeah, all the sports titles. Yeah. Uh, wrestling. Yeah. It's definitely a two K game. Yes. Um, so a new Call of Duty coming out as well. Yeah, that that'd be, that'll come out probably, won't it? So Battlefield uh-huh. 6, yeah. Yeah. Great minds. Apparently a couple of stills have been leaked or revealed about that, haven't they? Um, do you think there'd be another Assassins? I don't think there probably will be, were there? 
Not this year. No, Far, I don't um, think it's as quickly as this year. Far Cry. Um, we know that's coming. That's going to be there. That's yeah. going to be their game. Um, but I've got a feeling it's not Halo, going to be that it? busy. Halo. Yes. Do you think Halo's going to come this year? I would. I would hope so, but I'm not. I'm not 100 convinced yet. Right. I prefer yeah. Skyrim Mounds. Oh, you're never getting that game. <laughs> You uh, wait, once it comes out, <laughs> it goes worse. Well, it's going to be a busy E3 or a very quiet one. It's going to be one or the other. Yes. Um, and talk about E3, there's going to be... Um, we're, we're, we're trying to work out with the Xbox Harbour how we're going to cover this podcast-wise and everything else. But um, we know PlayStation aren't doing it. Um, they pulled out again quite early on. Very interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. I find that fascinating. I think they're just going to do their own thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of it's when they first did it, it was kind of very weird because you thought they were going to do their own thing, then they just didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they're going to kind of want to make announcements, aren't they? Because they've got some games probably over PlayStation that Horizon Zero Dawn sequel. That's going to mm-hmm. you know God of War is still meant to be coming this year. <laughs> we doubt that's going to happen. Um, but E3 is going to be um, digital, isn't it? And there's a few people that have said they're going to join. Square Enix, Sega, uh, Bandai Namco, Gearbox Entertainment. Um, and mm-hmm. Xbox, of course, are going to do, do their thing. I think Nintendo's going to be there. Um, Ubisoft's Capcom. going to do the Capcom, Take-Two, and Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be a three-day thing that we're going to, we're going to try to co- cover. Um, we've talked about trying to do maybe do some podcasts late at night. Look at James. We've uh, raised our hey, Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. You're looking forward to it. I always like an E3. I, I prefer it now. It's all online. But even though there's going to be presenters and stuff, I think. You don't feel like you're missing out, do you? You feel like you're missing nothing. Because yeah. you're all experiencing yeah. the same thing. Yeah. You haven't got a lot of people screaming. And of course. <laughs> Um, Gamescom as well said it's once again going to be a digital event in August um, um, again which is good like you said I think I prefer it I think it's like, like you just said it's great if you're there but if you're watching loads of people having a good time I never like watching people having a good time always makes me feel a bit depressed <laughs> yeah it's um, it's quite big these days as well Gamescom you get quite a few chunky announcements don't you so yeah. Yeah. It's almost kind of you get a bit of time to digest what comes from E3, and then there's there's more that comes out. So I think it suits the the digital age at the moment. We normally get up to E3, so we're looking at June the 11th. So it's not that far away; it's a month away, isn't it? So mm-hmm. we normally in this month we start to get leaks, so-called yeah. leaks, but they're not leaks because they just want to announce their game so it doesn't get lost in the whole of the E3. So mm-hmm. there's going to be a bit of that. I think It'll be interesting to see what's going to be. What surprises around the corner? Um, Aren't there any surprises? If it's all linked ahead of time, it kind of ruins the um, magic. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I hope they keep some back. Yeah, I think they will. Um, Now, briefly before we go, it's an interesting article that we saw last week, um, and it's regarding Red Dead Online, which, as James said, perfectly is coming to uh, Game Pass. Game Pass. Yeah. Mm -hmm next week um talk us through what james talk us through what's happened here can you work this out am i on the wrong person to say 
Well, kind of, because I don't like the game. No. So I don't have much interest. Yeah. But the idea is that certain people in the Red Dead Online community have kind of broken into a prison that shouldn't really be available in the online world. And they've turned it into an actual prison where people in that world can be sent for doing things um, that are breaking the law in the game. Um, it's like um, a fully functioning prison system in the online world. Um, <laughs> it, it's fascinating, really. Yeah. And, and I think there's kind of, you do certain, you do time, you do two days or something on there, don't you? Or something like that for a certain things. And, yeah, yeah. They, they're not too extreme. Yeah. But some really like getting a long sentence. And you can break into the prison um, if you want to. And that'll probably right. get you a bit of jail time. Um, yeah, they take it quite seriously. I mean, I, I think I brought this up because I really love this idea of when, you know, especially on open world games, people come in to it and do their own, do their own thing and make their own kind of rules or have meetings. Or um, I remember Warcraft when Warcraft was really sort of at its height. There's lots of kind of these great kind of events that were happening. I remember one point there was, you know, of course, there's things that people would turn up for weddings. So people get married for real inside. What was that big city in Warcraft? Um, Storm something. And they would meet at that kind of church and there would be all these, just all you'd see is thousands of heads with like names upon them all attending this wedding of two people. And I think things like that are kind of amazing. I mean, I think there was one in Warcraft when they all protested about fees. So they all just stripped naked. Everyone, oh yeah, 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 and they yeah. all sort of like just bogged themselves down as a city and let everything moving. So it's amazing. It's kind of I'm trying to think. Anything you can think of, you two have heard of before when that happens? Um, I am. Uh, I I can't think of a, a an example that is as detailed as this uh, because it just amazes me. People play role playing games. <laughs> And they have an urge to simulate real life kind of benign things in life. So, you know, games like Animal Crossing are really successful, but you could do all of that in the real world. But mm. the strive to simulate it in the virtual world is is amazing. Like I remember I've had loads of fun playing Grand Theft Auto and just trying to drive like a normal pedestrian and obey the traffic lights, which is completely <laughs> against what you're supposed to do in the game. But it's That's like great. Um, it's like a game in itself, trying not to get noticed and yeah. um, drive legally. That's it's good. Nice. I like that a lot. I had a friend who's an artist who made the experiment exactly that. He played the first Grand Theft Auto's one, and his point was to try to make the character move across the world and never engage in any violence. Yeah. <laughs> and he said it was really fascinating. So he did it for hours and filmed it. And then, but of course, people after a while just come out and start pushing them. <laughs> <laughs> trying to engage you, what you suggested. There's a great little story I saw of um, Elite, Elite, um, you know, the, the the space game, yeah, the new one. There was, a, I think there's, and I'm going to get this wrong, there was 10,000 people got together and made this journey um, across the universe over a, quite a few bit of times. And they were all, went on this journey together 
as one thing. So it was a collective to get 10,000 people going together. And then they built this world, this colony, in this other part of the universe. And again, I think it goes to this idea of like organizing 10,000 people <laughs> to do something like that. It's kind of amazing. That is amazing. And everyone joining in and they're all working together. It's, I think there's something quite exciting about these open worlds. I think when people start making open world games, you know, they start to go, I think it's quite fun for developers. Sometimes developers are shocked by what people do there, you know, for good and for bad. And sometimes they think, I don't know how that could have happened or I don't know how that was, that was never a purpose. But there's something quite exciting about something when it becomes its own entity. Definitely, because it's kind of it's driven by the by the players and by the fans of the game. You see a lot of it in Minecraft, like some incredible environments, yeah. two scale environments that they make of certain parts of the world, and you think the the time and effort, and as you say, the cooperation, people are pulling in, away and doing their own thing to get everyone to to achieve that together is is quite amazing, really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, hopefully we'll we'll get more open world games. I I wouldn't have the imagination. I like following the rules in games. That's my problem. I'm the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right, gentlemen, thank you very much. What, what are we looking forward to next week? James, what are you after? Um, right, I think it starts tonight. It's a new season of Dark Side of the Ring, which is a, um, a documentary series about, about murders, drugs, and all sorts in wrestling. Lovely. Yes. Yeah. Nice and chipper. Yeah. I thought we were going to say some kind of like Tolkien thing, Dark Side of the Ring. Aren't you? Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. Um, Darren, what have you got? Uh, so for me, it's Resident Evil Village, which is uh, announced on the 7th, uh, sorry, released on the 7th even. Um, I've played a couple of demos. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not as excited as I was for the classic games, like Resi 4 was like the peak of Resident Evil for me, but this looks really good, so I'm looking forward to giving it a go. And we reviewed it on the site. Ryan did for us. He just he came out on Wednesday's review, and I think he gave it a five out of five. If he loved it, um, very impressive. I think the reviews have been pretty good, haven't they? The, you know, it's a few. It's mainly around eights and sevens, isn't it? A few nines. Yeah. yeah. I think I've only seen one five out of ten. Yeah. No, that was it. The rest were really yeah. high. Yeah. I'm be looking better I'm than Resi Six. That's for sure. That was the low point for me. I yeah, think. Yeah. I really enjoyed Resi Seven, so I'm looking. Yes. For, I'm going to get it tomorrow as well. I'm, yeah, me too. Yeah. You're not gay. <laughs> We're all on it. <laughs> uh, James, where can we find you if we want to get on you? Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at OKGKL. Great. Darren, where can we find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter also uh, at 27 Darren. Brilliant. And I'm on Twitter and Twitch at GB Bradley. But for now, thank you very much and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of xboxhub.com. You'll be able to find all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook. 